Welcome to the Desire Truth podcast. I'm joined today by Jonathan Carswell, the CEO of 10 of those, a Christian book publisher and seller like no other. Um, having personally seen Jonathan at several um, conferences over the years, as well as probably spent far too much money on the 10 of those website myself and ministry, I'm really pleased to have him a part of this podcast series. So Jonathan, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, your family, where you're coming from uh, on this podcast? Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's great to be with you. Um, so I, I'm um, I'm married uh, to Felicity. We've got two boys, uh, Rufus and Billy, who are five and three, and uh, we currently live in Chicago in uh, in the US, um, working with uh, ten of those in the US. Though um, uh, ten of those UK is based in Leyland, and that's where my home has been for the last uh, number of years. We moved out here. Uh, about 18 months ago to uh, to develop the ministry out here so yeah it's uh it's been really really cold uh like i've never experienced but it's just warming up at the moment so the last few weeks have been sort of minus 20 with another uh 10 degrees wind chill on top of that so it's uh yeah but it's good it's fun i was about to say i spent some time in north dakota and it hit minus 40 there so it's, uh, yeah it's, it's brutal <laughs> I got to actually visit the Leyland um, um, store actually exactly a year ago. It was the last day that the country was open. It was okay. March 17th. My wife and I were away on holiday. We popped in to, to see the store. And on that very day, we went into lockdown. So we got into the we got into the store just before lockdown hit. Um, yeah. That was my. That you, should have, you should have got special discount for being sort of the, the last, the last hurrah. <laughs> Well, we certainly spent quite a bit of money. I can tell you that um, while we were there. But um, tell tell us what ten of those is. Uh, I think some of our listeners might not have a clue at what ten of those is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is and what's the aim of ten of those? Yeah, sure. So um, we are an online retailer um, selling to churches, individuals, but also when it's not locked down, um, providing pop up bookstores for churches and conferences. Um, really seeking to get excellent books out in, in large numbers. So we handpick everything that we sell. We handpick the best from across the publishers. We want what we're selling to hold to the Bible, to point to Jesus. And also we want to get the cost down so that more can go out. We believe that as books point people to Jesus, they can totally change your life. And so we believe in the product doing good. And so we want as many of those to, to go out as possible. So, yeah, we're, we're a curated store, really, of, of good resources for all ages and stages, whether that's kind of little ones uh, just starting out in life and uh, exploring uh, who Jesus is right the way through to um, ministers and, uh, and, and Bible college students who are wanting um, big, heavy tones of, of commentaries, etc., and everything in between. But we're seeking to help every member of the church read great books that will point them to Jesus and also to think evangelistically of, of how they might use literature to reach those who aren't yet Christians. And then we, we use our profits to support missions around the world um, for places who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford, uh, afford resources. So that's what we're all about. Super. And you're not kidding about the, the lower prices. I think every conference I've been to, uh, Prop Trust EMA, the FIEC um, yearly uh, conference, uh, there's always a big highlight when, when Jonathan runs up to the platform and tells us uh, what massive discount he is bringing. 
Um, and I and I hope I hope pastors and ministers and church leaders respond by buying in plenty. I assume they do, um, because you can't get a better discount than ten of those. I think that's the general the coin at these uh, these conferences. I mean, people say like, how can you sell books for a pound? <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, we're basically a budget airline model of so long as we can do volume, so long as all our seats are full, we can get. Uh, our, our prices down and that that's what we're about because we believe the product does good um we we just want as much to go out as possible so we really do it in volume price allows the volume but the volume also allows the price so um i often joke people say yeah how do you do this and i i normally start by saying well all the books are stolen and then they look at me and then they realize i'm joking and uh and then we go from there but yeah we just want to get good stuff out there and uh, it's not about making a load of money for us or or, or anyone but uh, yeah and that that brings us into the next question of um the 10 of those name how did yeah. that come about <laughs> how, how did it all start well i was a youth pastor in northern ireland and as a hobby um just began selling books really for this aim of there are so many books out there how do you know what's good because uh, there are a load of duffers out there also worse than that there are a load of books that will actually do you spiritual harm that look like they're going to do you good because they're from a christian christian publisher but actually they're they're not holding to the bible they're not making much of jesus so wanted to just handpick the very best uh, not to be thought police but just to be helpful to to people so they know what to buy and when it first started as a hobby you had to buy 10 at a time so I bought three books that I really liked and uh, that I, I'd read and personally had helped me. I bought a thousand copies of each and I sold them in tens. And so that's where the name comes from. So people saying I'll get 10 of those, 10 of those and 10 of those. Um, and uh, But they were all gone in a week. And so that was the start then. And people said, oh, well, could you get this author's other books that were with a different publisher? And it just snowballed for, from there. You don't have to buy 10 uh, now, uh, but the more you buy, the cheaper it gets. So if you want one, that's great. We'll, we'll still do a deal. But the more you buy, the cheaper it gets. And um, we want to be a place that people can, can trust what we're selling. It's not just anything and everything. Um, a place people can trust, but also helping on that that price uh, price point, but also doing it in a way that serves people well. So you can go on to some of these um, big online uh, online stores and, you know, well, good luck finding what you want. If you know what you want, okay, but th they're not going to give you any guidance. Certainly they won't give you any spiritual guidance on it. And our team, we want to be helping people say, okay, so you've got a seven-year-old who's not interested in reading the Bible. Okay, well, what would you recommend? Well, we want to engage with that. And that's why road testing the product is really important so that we know it and then we can serve the church well. So that's that's what we're seeking to do, to be a place that people can trust and we can serve them well, both price, but also kind of in advice and, uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think the advice uh, on Twitter has actually been recently helpful for me. I, I wanted to buy my wife uh, a couple of books uh, recently, a couple of biographies, head on to Twitter, 10 of those, hey, what should I be buying? And I think what's really great is you know at the other end of that is individuals who are reading books and are passionate about Christian books and then they're starting to recommend books to you. So uh, for me now, my go-to place is, is Twitter and 10 of those handle and see what the recommendations are, which is which you don't get with, as you say, kind of online retailers and things like that. You get that with that personal touch. And I would say, although you say you, you don't have to buy 10 of those, I love how the website goes up to like 
25 gets you a discount or, or 50 gets you a discount. It's almost like 50 of those now. Um, <laughs> well, great. I yeah, certainly want people to uh, to buy bulk to pass on. I think that's one of the things. I think on just on the advice, it's not that we always get it right or, you know, but we, we are seeking not just to make a quick sale. We are wanting to serve people. And, and part of that is making recommendations. And that may even be recommending a book that, oh, well, great. I've already got that on my shelf. That's that's fine. We're not recommending to make a quick sale. We're, we're recommending to get people reading stuff that will get them excited about Jesus. Yeah. And if that means that they dust off an old copy that they bought some years ago, brilliant. Job done as far as we're concerned. So, yeah. That takes me on to my next question. I hear quite a lot as a pastor, uh, specifically related to the Bible, but I think to uh, really all kind of books and Christian literature, I hear quite a lot the phrase, I'm not a great reader. Um, how would you respond to such a statement? And what encouragement can you give uh, to individuals that maybe struggle a little bit to read and therefore probably missing out on quite a lot of material here that they could access? Yeah, I mean, it's funny I'm in this role because uh, I'm dyslexic. So reading is a, a real sort of uphill battle for me. Um, so the Lord definitely has a sense of humour putting me in this role. But um, yeah, reading reading is, is something that um, very few people just kind of naturally love. There are those people who, I mean, my wife, it's so annoying. She'll sit down and read a book and it'll be 300 pages and she'll have it finished by the evening. I think I haven't just got through kind of the first chapter by that time. So a um, few bits of advice I would give us as, as a fellow struggler, uh, little and often. So um, just try and find, okay, I'm going to find 10 minutes to do some reading. Just little and often. Uh, we'll, you'll be amazed how much you get through by doing that. You'll also get quicker as you read it, um, uh, as you read often. Um, on average, if you read for um, 20, well, 15 minutes a day, you'll get about 20 books done in a year. And Okay, depends on the length of the book, but average kind of, now that's quite a lot. 15 minutes, that's half of Neighbours. Uh, or you know half of the news if you're, you're you know a bit more uh, uh, highbrow but uh, 15 minutes not very very long I would also say really go for the books that grab your interest so okay the latest and greatest that everyone's talking about if it doesn't grab you it's going to be hard work if you love reading biography get reading biography or if you know if you like something that's much more devotional then make sure that that's what you're reading because otherwise it's going to be hard work I'd also say try and read with other people, not necessarily that you sit down and say, OK, let's read to each other. But hey, what about reading this book together over the next three months, say? Let's do a chapter a week and uh, let's FaceTime at the end of the week and say, well, what did you make of the chapter? You know, were there any words that you just didn't understand? Were, you know, what was the point that he or she was making? Did you agree with it? How is this going to impact your Christian life? Those sorts of things really help you then re read more. I would also say um, don't feel you have to go for the biggest, fattest book. We're not going to judge you on how you're doing spiritually by the size of book you're buying and reading. If a little one is going to help you get started, go for it. Now, OK, that might just be a starting point. And we want to grow and develop. And, it, you know, the Bible talks about this physical training is good for the body. Well, this spiritual training it is it takes discipline. So we don't want to only read short books but if that helps us get to the next level of our reading 
absolutely. That's a great place to start. There'd be a few tips as a fellow struggler of, of what I've done to try and read a little bit more. If I can give one more, sorry. Um, somebody once said about reading, particularly about reading the Bible, find a time where you keep each day. And they said, and, and don't keep God waiting, um, uh, but also find a place. And I think finding a time and a place really helps. If you've got a really nice comfy chair in the conservatory or you've got a little kind of um, nook downstairs where you can, can just get some quiet time, use that as as a place to, to read and, and say, actually, OK, uh, 8.10 every morning for 10 minutes, I'm just going to sit and read. And you kids, OK, that things change, whatever, but they'll know actually, OK, at eight o'clock. Mum goes and sits and reads for 10 minutes. And I just need to give her 10 minutes space and at little bits of peace. I'm sure others have got better advice, but they're things that I've done to try and help me read a bit more. As mentioned, my wife has a, a time and place first thing in the morning on the sofa downstairs. And I don't know how she does it, but she manages to do a reading while our three kids run around crazy in front of her. And I'm standing there going, how is she taking anything in? But she's just able to drown it all out and... Uh, read better. I totally agree. Little and often is a massive um, kind of positive and encouragement um, that I, I would certainly agree with. Can I, uh, if I may, sorry, just, uh, just a shout out to a, um, an app that I've started using. I think it's called Redeeming Time. I think that's what it's called. Uh, you basically put in how many minutes you've got. So let's say six minutes before the bus arrives or you're picking up the kids or whatever. And it'll say, okay, in six minutes you can read. And then it'll tell you what portion of the bible you can read in that time by complete books so okay you've got three minutes well you might be able to finish jude in that time or you've got 17 minutes well you might be able to get through um whatever it is john's letters and it'll tell you exactly based on that time i found that helpful but anyway that's, really, that's, I think great. I think that's, cool. yeah. that's great we'll do some research on that and see see if we can recommend that to the church uh, switching tact a little bit um going back to the business uh, how's the pandemic impacted the business and how has the Lord I guess been taking you through trial as well as blessing and, and maybe I should add at this point was it true there was even 10 of those face masks um, that were going out <laughs> I feel like I saw that somewhere I'm not actually sure if that was that a real thing or was I imagining that yeah it was a real thing and they were bright yellow because everything <laughs> we do is bright yellow but um, um, yeah I mean the pandemic when it first hit was um, I think for everybody, just a bit of a, a shock. 10 of those provide pop-up uh, bookstores for events and conferences. And um, in 2019, we did around 600 events. In 2020, we did six. So massive impact for us, just in terms of getting books out, but exposure, our marketing is based on us being in front of people at conferences and uh, pop-up bookstores. And so, uh, yeah, had a huge impact. And um, but I have to say, um, God has been so kind in rechanneling and kind of moving things from physical to online. And new opportunities have come. Um, we did a, a sort of online, well, not an online, a kind of carol service on a CD that sort of you could do a carol service at home at Christmas. Well, you know. 40,000 of those went out. Well, the year before, we didn't do any of that. Yeah. So there's been new opportunities. We did a, a tract on, on coronavirus. I think 1.2 million of those have gone out now. Well, a year ago, 
that didn't exist. And 1.2 million, okay, well, how many of those were read? Well, even if that's only 1%, it's massive numbers of, of people hearing the gospel. So there's been new opportunities. I didn't have a single gray hair before I came to the States. I've now got plenty. So there have been some changes which have been hard. Um, but God has been very, very good. And our staff team have worked extremely hard. And I think people know kind of that whatever line they've been in, there has been ups and downs, but people have really made a difference. And we found that both in terms of customers supporting us. We asked for churches and individuals to, to really back us at the start of, of lockdown, which they did. And I have to say, there's some really exciting stuff coming as a result of people backing us. So, yeah, yeah I, I love the message, I think. I love the initiative of uh, buying a gift card for later on in the, in, in the future. And I thought that was a great initiative. And I certainly know of plenty of people that, that, that did that and wanted to support the ministry in that way. And you mentioned a bit about the future. Well, what, what is yeah. the plans for, uh, dare I say, 2021? You know, do you have plans this year? Uh, what's projects coming up? Yeah, well, I wonder if I could ask people to pray quite specifically about something. We do something called the Life Magazine, which uh, at the moment is twice a year. It's an evangelistic, engaging magazine that churches have really got behind during lockdown and have had them distributed to their whole sort of town or neighborhood. And um, we're seeking to really bring together a few things Um evangelistic so clear on the gospel but winsome engaging so things like recipes money saving tips this sort of stuff the real sort of mix of things while also being really affordable and um, we're getting out hundreds of thousands of these twice a year but i would love us to get to the point where we're doing millions of it and perhaps doing it three times a year and doing something in the uk and the us the us Sadly, I just think it has a, a, a has a good church structure, but a very weak evangelistic structure. There's so much churchianity here that evangelism almost seems unnecessary on a numbers front, but obviously crucial for an eternity front. And so we'd love to do it over here as well. I'd like to take the plunge of really employing somebody, a team to to run this magazine so that we can go from hundreds of thousands to to millions of copies and uh, i just ask that people might pray about that it's a bit of a plunge because it's, it's it's never really going to make money um but it's great ministry investments um but yeah i just love people to pray about that we're wondering what we could do and how soon we could do it as well i i, I don't want to waste time i want to get on and do it so people might just pray for that um please that's a very specific thing that we're looking to do Super. Uh, in terms of book recommendations in this season, I, I was going to ask uh, what recommendations you might have, but I, I was talking to my wife about this a little bit and she was saying that there's so many books that are maybe underrated or, or hidden gems that we might not know about. Um, so yes, book recommendations for the season, but is there any hidden gems or underrated books that you think, do you know what, people uh, haven't grasped it yet, that this is a great book, great resource. Uh, what would you tell us to go and look at? Yeah, and, and I would encourage people about the hidden gems because there is some really, really good stuff out there that, okay, isn't raved about, but we'll, if it's going to make much of Jesus, we'll, we'll do you, do you great good. There's a book called Breathtaking Glory by Tom Robson, which is really looking at 
uh, understanding the, the sort of scenery of God's grace, his faithfulness, even during sort of troubled times. And what he, what he seeks to do as he kind of walks you through the book is to then say, okay, as we survey that, let's have our eyes on, on the horizon, on the future of what's to come, on the, on the finished work, the victory that, that Christ ha, has, has obtained and, and what's going to come one day as we, as we look towards heaven. And that it's not a long or complicated book, but it's a really rich book. And I'd love more people to know about that because it's it's going to do so much good, I think, in helping us understand today through the lens of the future, if I can put it like that. And um, so there's, yeah, a little, a little gem that I would uh, I'd encourage people to read. It's not long or expensive, but I think it'll Just do people. Remind us of the title and author. Yeah, it's called uh, Breathtaking Glory by a guy called Tom Robson. Super. We yep. can look look that up later yep. on uh, to check out. My wife is probably already downstairs ordering. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, gospel tracks. Uh, many assume that these were for the kind of good old days of you know yep. 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, give us your thoughts on gospel tracks. Uh, they're used today. And if you recommend them, what tracks should we be using? You probably hinted to one already, but but what should we be using? Well, it's a great question. I appreciate you asking because I think, yeah, people do think, oh, it's just, you know, a bit of a bygone era. And no doubt there are some tracks that are pretty terrible because they either look terrible or just the message that they give is kind of harsh and kind of condemning. And so we, we need to be careful in what we give out. We want to give out stuff that is gospel centered, but winsome and engaging. But I was once told, and I think this is is right, that tracks can unlock a door of conversation. So kind of they can start a conversation by giving them out. Or maybe you get chatting to somebody, you know, when you're filling up with petrol or I don't know, the, the DPD man as he delivers your uh, your orders. You know, why not? Why not get chatting? And then you can use them as a, a way to close the conversation. Oh, well, thanks for chatting. I really appreciate it. Hey, can I just leave you with this? It's something that our church give out and you might just really enjoy during your coffee break type thing. It's not going to take you too long to read, but I think you might enjoy it. Something like that. So I think tracks can unlock and kind of close the door of, of conversation in terms of what tracks I, again, I think each person's slightly different in terms of what works for them and their personality. But if it's, if it's winsome and going to present the gospel in an engaging way, I think I think people are willing to to read with the, these tracks if we if we do engage with them. So like the DPD man that I was just kind of you get into a conversation or a, you know maybe you're filling up with petrol and you you get go late at night and it's all quiet. Hey, this must be quite lonely at night doing this. Oh well, you know I get a bit of time and what do you do in your time? Well, it kind of uh, would you like to read this while you something like that. Um, I think that's how we can do it. In terms of recommendations, um, COVID and sort of hope specific, there's there's quite a number. There's a little booklet called Life in a COVID World. Uh, we did this um, booklet, uh, Hope Beyond Coronavirus. There's a, there's a really good one on um, Frank Sinatra called My Way, uh, which um, people always, particularly an older generation, will will look at that. There's also one called uh, A Man's Best Friend, which has a picture of a dog on the front. 
it's amazing for dog walkers because they all just take it, whether that's their sort of breed of dog or not, because they're interested in dogs. And it's really then just talking about how we, you know, we want friendship, we want companionship. And God has made us for that. God has made us for a companionship, friendship with him. And it just does it in a simple, uh, uncomplicated way. And uh, yeah, I, I'm a big believer of them. And the number of times that I've kicked myself of like, ah, oh, I wish I had something with me. So be intentional, I think, in have it, carrying them with you so that when you are leaving a tip or uh, or you're getting to conversation, you've got something ready to give them. My dad used to uh, leave them in the menus of cafes and restaurants. So yeah. as he would leave, he would stick them in and he was like, you know, maybe they'll read them, maybe they'll throw them in the bin, who knows, but I'm going to give that opportunity anyway. Yeah. Um, so he got he got well known in the local cafes for what was <laughs> he bringing in this time. So I, I'm a fan of tracks and, and I agree with you, you have to be preparing for that. It's, it's not just randomly going, oh, there's an opportunity. It's actually having them in your pocket, looking for that opportunity or that moment. And yeah. if you are shy, you know, even just popping off to the side in a cafe or something like it, yeah. clearly we're in lockdown, so that's not going to help. But um, when... Well, I've got a lockdown idea, but I would just say if you have a smile on your face, it is amazing what people will, will do or listen uh, to. So s- smile and it'll, it'll get you a long way. But during lockdown, if you get junk mail and it comes with a prepaid envelope, they've paid for to hear from you they want to hear from you put one in there and then mail it off you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home that's excellent that's a great one um one question i have actually from my children and my children see loads of 10 of those packages come in so they they wanted in on this interview but i had to stop them from from coming into the room and so I've, i've got in the quick fire rounds um they've got some questions but they had a particular question of what books would you recommend to children, uh, kind of in the age range of kind of six, seven, eight, nine, kind of kind of preteen ages? Um, yeah. What would be your standout book? Bearing in mind my kids are are going to clearly order this as soon as you recommend it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's so much uh, that depends on whether they're a good reader, what things, etc. They like reading, but I would say uh, a few top tips. Patricia Sinjin's stories, um, fictional stories that kind of present gospel truth, the kids will absolutely devour those. Uh, they're old, but they're great. Treasure the Snow, Tangled Secret, especially. Um, but new cover, aren't they? Um, recent covers, yeah, just a nice typeface. Um, but they, they'll go really well. Um, if they like fiction, then the Wingfeather Saga, I think, would uh, would would go down well for them by Andrew Peterson. There's a series of four. Um, two out now, two about to come out. Um, if if in that age group and they're not great readers, the Action Bible is a great way to get into the Bible. Uh, it's pretty much um, straight text from uh, uh, 200 Bible stories, I think it is, uh, but told in a graphic novel sort of way. Um, yeah, boys especially uh, like that. Um, also, Diary of a Disciple, I think it's a, a good one. Um, so they've got Axe and Luke in the uh, sort of Diary of a Wimpy Kid sort of style. So, yeah, that'd be my recommendations. I don't know if they've read any of those. but uh. I was about to say, we've got the producers and um, books. We, we just got that at Christmas, actually, for the kids. Okay. Uh, they're working their way through it. So other recommendations sound good, though. Uh, here's some quick-fire questions. These have come from our church congregation. There are a couple from my children. I've got to be honest, when they ask questions, they're a little unusual, so I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to prepare in advance. But I'm a good dad, so I'll make sure that that, that I answer them. But 
Um, just make them as short as you want in terms of answers. Uh, first one, any advice for aspiring authors? Um, write and write lots and get honest feedback, not just people who are going to say it's great. Get really honest feedback. Super. Uh, what are you personally currently reading? Uh, I've got a few different ones on the go. I wonder if I can... Yeah, so I'm... Um, I'm rereading this, uh, Gentle and Lowly, and uh, just started this, Mike Reeves, Rejoice and Tremble. And then upstairs, I've got an old biography, which is out of print um, now. And ah, the title's gone from me. Um, uh, so it's something about climbing. But anyway, uh, the Christian biography, uh, mission biography, um, they're the three that I'm reading at the moment. But I'm often getting review copies ahead of time before they're uh, they're they're actually available. So, yeah. The Gentle and Lowly's come up actually in other interviews we've done. It seems to be the book of the moment. Uh, a lot of people are recommending it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Apart from the Bible, what is your all time favorite book to go to? It's really hard because there's different books for different sort of seasons and different genres. So I, I love biography. And uh, so things like The Hiding Place or um, Evidence Not Seen. The one that I read kind of and reread uh incomparable by andrew wilson uh that is just an outstanding book i've i've read it multiple times now and um yeah that that is a brilliant one if i don't know these are meant to be quick fire but <laughs> and i really love with the word by warren wearsby it's a more devotional book but um yeah incomparable i'll go for okay Super. Uh, okay, again, what book apart from the Bible do you think everybody should read this year? Um, I will generally say not everybody should read um, the same book. And so I've been asked that before, and I, I don't give a book because if you're a, if you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for three weeks, mm. you're going to read a very different book to somebody who's been a Christian 20 years. If you're a a, a mum of three you're going to read a very different book to a, a grandma of you know so I don't really kind of have a you everybody must read this one book um but my favorite book of the last kind of two years um created to draw near by Ed Welch um I think is a is an outstanding book and um I think it's better than Gentle and Lowly, but uh, don't tell everybody. <laughs> I was about to say that the book that I love is the, I can't remember the exact title. It's the the book that your pastor wishes everybody, uh, yeah. everyone reads. And yeah. I, I always laugh at that book because it's only pastors that seem to read the book because uh, they want to know what they, they want the congregation to say. <laughs> um, okay, last two questions in the quick fire. Uh, both are from my own daughters, so I apologize in advance. Uh, my six-year-old daughter wants to know how many books are in your store. <laughs> um, so I think it's just short or just over 5,000. It's around that number. Yeah. She, she'd be very pleased you even had an answer. She didn't think yeah. you would have an answer to that. Okay, this is the most unusual one, and I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm that, out. That's the number of titles. That's not the volume of books in the, in the but that's the number of titles. Yeah, I won't ask you how many volumes you've got. <laughs> I don't know that. Um, a very random question. Uh, my daughter say, well, you've got kids. Do you have pets? Um, no. However, 
Um, a little inside story. I first began getting into business aged eight when I um, I bought a, a bunch of chickens and rented uh, a field from a farmer nearby and I had chickens and goats. And I would highly recommend them as, as pets. Do you know, my, my girls are going to be absolutely laughing at this. Do you know that? All my parents are going to be, no! <laughs> I, was, I was like, what a ridiculous question to ask this man. He's, he's trying to run a business and, and now they're going to be asking me for chickens. Um, okay, just last question before I come to praying for you. Uh, how can we as a church uh, and also as individuals support 10 of those in the coming months? What's maybe one or two things that we can do um, to really get behind 10 of those as a as a company? Yeah, well, thank you. I, I mean, the biggest way is to to pray for us, pray for our integrity and honesty, you know, as we seek to present um, quality stuff to people. There's there's always the challenge of business and ministry. We are a business, but we're in business to do ministry. And there's though that tension is hard. Um, and there's always temptation to compromise on truth for the sake of growing business. So pray for us for that, please. Practically, um, buy buy Christian books and uh, if you can buy them from ten of those. And uh, that helps us support other ministries around the world. Um, but yeah keep buying books. And if you already feel, well, I've got loads of books I don't need anymore, consider who you could buy books for. Missionaries overseas, young Christians in your church, people down your street who don't yet know Jesus. Three people you can be buying books for all the time because they're never going to have enough books. So. Absolutely. And, and uh, there's a, somebody in our church that always says this, before you go to any secular retailer, go first to 10 of those because inevitably they're likely to have the book that you're you're looking for. Um, and that's the, one of the best ways you can support Christian ministries. Always go to the Christian suppliers first uh, rather than last in that sense. Well, let, let, let me be able to pray for you and the team. Uh, for those listening in, do make sure you check out the website. It's really easy to use. You can create your own account and, and be able to start ordering things. And there's also little rewards you get for ordering the more you order as well. Um, can you tell that as a pastor, I, I'm getting, <laughs> getting those things. Uh, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. I found that personally quite helpful recently. Just little snippets, a little of advice, uh, little book recommendations. Great to, to be able to use in the online church season as well. Uh, very helpful to just ping it across to a friend or to a church member to be able to uh, look at a book or to hear a reading it is really great use but but let me pray for you jonathan and the team at the end of those father we do thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation and father we thank you that it's all about jesus it's about spreading his name and bringing glory to you as our heavenly father father we thank you for jonathan and for uh, the entrepreneurial skills that you have blessed him with that he has brought together a team of wonderful people who have put together this business to ensure good quality books are in the hands of those who are Christians and non-Christians, explaining God's word and telling the gospel. Father, we want to pray specifically for this magazine, as Jonathan has been saying. He wants to take it from hundreds of thousands to millions, Father. We know that you have plans and purposes, and we pray if that be your will, that you make it clear for the team as to how they resource that and how they go about doing it. Father, we pray for them, especially in this kind of financial era of very few conferences, very limited ability to be face to face with people. And Father, we pray that you continue to bless them as a ministry as they seek to honour you in all things. And Father, for those listening in, we pray that they would have confidence to pick up a book and read, that they would order something online, whether small or big, and they would begin to read just as 
Jonathan was advising those few minutes each day to be able to read and, and take in wonderful material. Uh, Father, we do pray for Jonathan and his family. We pray that they are able to carve out time for themselves, that they can uh, be that wonderful family unit before you, and that they're able to be blessed by you in that time. Father, bless them in this season, especially when it's cold out in Chicago, and we pray that they would be truly blessed in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead. So we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.